1: It's finally Friday, and after some time, we're taking a step back from reviewing the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast, and we're gonna try to get caught up on the news of the day, or kind of the news of the last two weeks, as well as leave you guys with some good news out of Friday. So let's get into it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. And this is my beautiful wife, Nikki. Hello. And before we dive into these news stories, honey, is there anything you would like to say?
0: Yes, I have a prayer request. This time we're in the first week of homeschooling the kids, and I was really excited. You know, you don't think about all the negatives. This real life. (laughs) And it's just a little overwhelming. It's just a time consuming. And I, I I guess I need, I guess I just need to be in the thick of it and realize what I need to focus on and not focus on. So just pray about time management, you know, and I didn't mean, I was just thinking about teachers, you know, that teach at school, then they got to come home and bring every, all the work home and check it all. And I'm like, This is a lot just with our four kids. And I know why teachers complain a lot that they're underpaid. So appreciate all you teachers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely pray for us. But we will be praying for you guys and encouraging you to homeschool your own children because we have to get them out of these government indoctrination stations. As far as we are concerned, I think that's the way that we are going to save the next generation. You know, we have lost. It's funny, we're no longer allowed to present our, you know, godly points of view. Right. If you have Christian teachers and stuff, that's shunned. That's, right. you know, presenting your own opinion, you're not allowed to do that anymore. But you're encouraged and even mandated to preach the wisdom of the, you know, the spirit of this age, right? Yeah. The Antichrist you're encouraged and even mandated to promote that. So, you know, it's a, a huge burden to bear, but I think that's the way we save our save our country and yeah. turn us back to God and back to a people who actually love freedom. So before we dive into these, uh, the good news story that we have for you guys today, which we'll see if you think it's good news by the end of this, but we just want to kind of get caught up on the news that's kind of happened in the last two weeks. And we just wanted to focus on sort of the two big stories that we saw come out for the last, you know, a couple of weeks. And this kind of stings because as we're going through these like Mars Hill podcasts, we're trying to get caught up. It seemed like there was so much happening. And I'm like, oh man, I want to talk about that. <laughs> but I know once we actually get to a news episode, that's going to be an old news story. So you can't, you know, you got to keep moving on. So uh, looking back over the last two weeks, the biggest story that I think happened was the Olympics. And I don't know if any of you even realized the Olympics was going on because apparently nobody watched it. (laughs) But in those Olympics, I think the two biggest stories that took place was number one, Simone Biles quitting on her team. And then number two was the way the media sort of portrayed her as a hero for doing that. And the reason why I think this is such a big story and such, something that we should realize and focus on and talk about is just sort of that message that it sends to Mm -hmm. children, especially, but just all people, you know, Simone Biles is a hero to a lot of young girls and, um, Mm -hmm. especially minorities and African-American young Mm -hmm. girls. Like Simone Biles was the face of United States Olympians in this Mm -hmm. year's Olympics. Like she was the draw, she was the star and to Mm -hmm. see her do that and then be basically raised up as a hero for doing it, I thought sent such an awful message.
0: Everybody just was just looking forward to the next, the next obstacle, I guess. or the next Heights she could go to and, and we all know she could. And it was just like, why quit? Just keep going. It's just such a letdown.
1: No, it was awful. And obviously the reason (laughs) she quit, right. Was she claimed mental health basically. and, we're not saying here that you shouldn't take your mental health into consideration. Definitely. We think you should, you don't want to, you know, neglect it to your own demise. But in my opinion, in our opinion, I don't necessarily agree with that. Obviously I'm speculating. I don't know what is inside her head, but I think she made a business decision. And I think the thing was that she wasn't really living up to this goat status that they had been, Um, labeling her with for years leading up to this olympic she's the greatest gymnast of all time all these sorts of Mm -hmm. things so she really had two options at really once the olympics started happening you know she could continue on performing and sort of failing to live up to the hype at that point she wasn't performing as we expected her to perform which is unrealistic we expect her to be flawless on everything and that's not realistic but she wasn't flawless and She could have continued on doing that. And if she would have went this route, like her stardom sort of has a chance to fade. And then once that stardom wanes and you're no longer considered this flawless goat gymnast, you know, this was her last Olympics, most likely. So she leaves sort of on a whimper by her standards. And then her star fades over the years. She loses endorsements, which loses money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was one option she could have went with. Mm-hmm. But I think she chose option two and not a bad business decision. Right. You know, I think she fell on her sort of minority victimhood, which is gold in America in 2021. <laughs> you know, so yeah. she falls on this victimhood. Oh, my, you know, I'm too stressed out. My mental health. I just have to walk away. and. In an instant, she's cemented as like a social justice hero forever. Like,
0: I think, don't know. Maybe she wants to get out of the Olympics because everything's politicized. I just was thinking about that. Everything is political.
1: Well, I think that was a huge thing for her. I mean, who knows where your mind is at if you're a young African-American athlete. Like, if you actually win a gold medal and you got to stand on that podium, are you going to stand for the country you love that's, you know, been such a benefit to you? Or are you going to do, you know, the, uh, Gwen Berry and, you know, turn your back on the anthem because you have to, you know, support the, the racist narrative that goes on in this country Uh today. So I'm sure she was probably stressed out about it. Yeah. Um, but I think she definitely just in my mind made a business decision because you fall on this sword as a, a social justice hero. Mm And you're important forever. You know, you look at Colin Kaepernick. He was a, basically on the verge of failing as an NFL quarterback. And now he's lifted up as some like social justice advocate, warrior for freedom. And it's been, I mean, his NFL career would have long been over at this point if he would have just kept playing. But so that was the way I saw this. Um, and I think what makes it so bad of a message is because she's already like she quit at her peak she'd already made her millions she'd already become a a world-renowned star all these sorts of things so for her quitting there's no ramification there it's her last really olympics like she's done so she quits at the peak but like the message you're sending to our young kids is like you know what when things get hard, you can quit too. And you can be a hero, just like Simone Biles, even though mm-hmm. you haven't made it yet. <laughs> like you're going to quit and you're going to squash your career or your mm-hmm. chance at a career. Whereas she quit at the peak of her fame and power, basically. And I think that just sets such a bad message for young women and children in this country. Yeah. Because like in 2021, mm-hmm. we've sort of, decided that like quitting is the new overcoming where you used to be praised for overcoming these difficulties and these obstacles. Like, you know, you don't think Jesse Owens was under stress in 1937 standing in front of Adolf Hitler. No, I mean, I'm sure he was under immense stress. Jackie Robinson, when he first stepped up to bat, you know, breaking the color barrier in Major Mm -hmm. League Baseball but he overcame it. Right. And he's a legend for it. Yeah.
0: Like whatever you set your mind to do, you do it till the end. Like, you know, I mean, you probably know most obstacles and all the hardships that'll come, but I don't know if something comes that takes you by surprise that one you're going to quit on, like stick with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you need to learn the lessons of perseverance and sort of, how to press through difficult it's things. It's not
0: perseverance unless it's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. again, we don't know what was inside her mind. Right, right. It could have just been this bone but shaking use the, stress. I use don't know. Use the but, story
0: to teach, though, as yeah. an example. Don't say, oh, look at this. Um, just say, you know, for a positive story, say, look at this and don't do that. Don't do what she did. Don't quit at the top. and
1: know and we're so fortunate and this is why you know this is obviously a christian show we think this message is so important for christians and a great teaching opportunity for your children that like you don't get to this stage or get to stand on that stage by quitting you know you get through it by when times get tough right we lean into christ that's right, the idea right. and he pulls us through because on our own we are weak and pathetic and awful but in him, we can find the strength to keep going and doing all these things. So mm-hmm. I just pulled up a couple of verses here. Baby, if you want to just read through this one from Isaiah 41, 13.
0: Yeah. Uh, For I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you.
1: Yeah. That's perfect good. verse. 1 Peter 5, uh, 7 says... Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And then if you want to read this one, baby, Philippians 4, or chapter 4, verses Mm -hmm. 4 through 7.
0: Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness, I say that? Reasonableness. (laughs) Be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
1: Yeah, so rather than telling mm. people that you're a hero, or that this young lady that people look up to and want to emulate, rather than telling them she's a hero because she quit, man, teach your kids, like, man, when, tough, when times get really hard, just call mm. out to God. Like, he mm-hmm. is faithful. He will answer you. He will remove your anxiety and your stress. and that's the message that we should be giving our young children. It's like so, everything
0: we talk about in the news. You can always make it a teachable moment. You yeah. Just, and especially
1: in such a godless world that we live in now, you almost have to. Because everything yeah. they see, you have to go, Oh man, nope, don't don't do that. Don't do that.
0: we have a lot of examples of um what not to do. It's like we don't have to learn from our own mistakes anymore because we have so many examples. Every day in the news. Like, you don't have to test it yourself. You don't have to see if that works or not. We already know.
1: Yeah, we already know. And it, usually it doesn't. So, and the second big news story is pretty recent. It just happened. And that is uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, just had to resign for sexual assault. And what did you expect? Turns out a politician is a scumbag and a pervert. Like, who would have thought, right? What a surprise. <laughs> And I'll be linking a pretty ridiculous video um down in the comments or down in the show notes, and you can see it on the screen if you're watching on Facebook and stuff. but you can go watch these of you know person after person last year just fawning over what a hero Andrew Cuomo is all while in his private life he's diddling people and abusing them sexually like and mm. the thing is he's probably not alone. We know he's not alone. So.
0: Yeah, um, I know we just, like we should stop lifting up these people and, um, as heroes and giving them all this praise, like politicians on both sides should be regarded and, um, with a wait and see, um, attitude.
1: Yeah. We should never be praising politicians in the moment. Like,
0: mm Mm-mm.
1: Yes, there are good ones, but they are so few and far between. And the thing is right. we really don't know about it until they leave office. Yeah. Yeah. Um you should never just be like that's my guy cuz you and it's not your fault. We're hopeful people. Yeah. We want the best in people. But politicians stink. They're awful people and like the idea of the person who thinks that they are like smart enough, you know, aggressive tough enough to take on the challenges of this world or these massive states they all are such egotistical people that it makes no or it's, it's not a surprise when these sorts of things happen or right. come to light because these egotistical like arrogant maniacs are the ones that would sexually assault people well, it's so, like we already
0: know the specific so things to pray for them over because it seems to be this pattern all these the wicked things you hear about seems to be common like the same type of trouble so we know how to pray for them you know sure like be positive and give them that praise but don't think of them as flawless like no you know be hopeful but also know they're human and they're going to be um i don't know maybe more up to fall into all these wicked these wicked sins. So I don't know. We can't just hear about it and be like, Oh, what a shame. We need to be praying.
1: Yeah, we definitely, and this is not a Andrew Cuomo or a Democrat party isolated incident. You know, as we talked about in our, one of our previous episodes with Nazarene caffeine in that interview, like Christians. And again, we're focused on Christians here. Like we need to definitely quit placing our faith and our trust in politicians. Yep. And like, trying to tie our faith to a political party or a a certain politician. Cause like how many times can they just abuse us and take advantage of us and use our faith as a political tool. And we just let them. And then we're like, Oh, I can't believe he fell. You should believe, you know, that they're scumbags. And um, again, not all of them, but yeah, we need to (laughs) stop this nonsense with politicians and then pretending like we're surprised by it in the end. Politicians should always be on the shortest of leash. Like they don't get the chance to make a mistake. And then you go, "Oh, he's probably still just a good guy. No. As soon as you see a crack in that foundation, you need to run them out of office because they're terrible people. Um, But Hmm. pray for them and pray for Simone Biles. We should definitely, because they're not outside of God's reach and turning them back. And we don't want to see them go to hell. So definitely pray for them. And because Simone Biles just recently came out as pro-choice, so her soul needs some work. Anywho, on to the good news. (laughs) And uh, we have mentioned this one in previous Friday episodes, and that is this vaccine hysteria and sort of the mask mandates that are coming back out, coming in hot and heavy. and we see this as good news in a sense. And the good news about it, as bad as it is, is it's starting to make America stand up and push back. And it's been far too long since we've done that. And we are happy it's finally happening. So we aren't here to tell you whether or not, you know, you should get a vaccine or whether you should wear a mask. Those are all very personal decisions and everybody's got their minds basically made up at this point. They've got their own experts that they listen to. And Mm -hmm. that's not what we're trying to do. We have our opinion. You have your opinion. But what we do want to talk about and impress on you is this idea of government overreach. It should be something that every American, especially God-fearing Americans, should be concerned with, in my opinion. And I think the idea that America is finally getting sufficiently pushed back into a corner Mm -hmm. and starting to like get the claws out and start pushing back i think that's good news
0: yeah i like seeing these videos circulating with the parents standing up at the the board meetings and um i think it's good that we recognize we have uh like a, a leader a voice and other people need to hear that to know that they're not alone in the way they're thinking um just in terms of like we should have freedom, you know, not even so much as arguing is you should wear a mask or shouldn't or vaccine or not. It's just giving people the freedom. That's what we need to be focused on. Like, if you want to wear a mask or a mask, it's your choice.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad to see, I mean, it's not enough people and I'm hoping more and more will start to feel the confidence mm-hmm. to, um, cause I know that there's more people that feel this way than are actually out in the streets or protesting and going to the school board meetings and stuff. So I hope that they will have the confidence now that they start to see this stuff roll mm-hmm. out, like we're seeing here. Uh, San Fran, even in San Francisco, the city workers are pushing back on vaccine mandates.
0: Yeah, that gives me hope.
1: Yeah, if San Francisco to do <laughs> it, none of us have an excuse. Um, you know, we had uh, Clay Travis, who's a If you're into sports, he used to have a big sports talk show. He actually took over for the Rush Limbaugh time slot now. And he basically went to a school board and led a huge movement at this school board calling to end the mask mandates there. A ton of people turned out. It was really good. And we have uh, things like the Washington State, like their, uh, their unions in Washington State are pushing back And what's so encouraging is these are even people that are pro vaccine. Again, if that's your stance, God bless you. But what they're saying and what's so encouraging is they're like, we're for the vaccine, but we're not for the mandate. Because now you're. And I'm not going to say that this is the mark of the beast or anything like that. I'm not going that far. But what I do think is they are definitely laying that groundwork. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can go for this vaccine, which basically has a less than a 2% chance of actually killing you, um, COVID. And because of that, like, we're, they're terrifying us enough as a nation to where people are losing their jobs, they're closing businesses, losing your business, they're isolating you from friends, even isolating you and closing your faith establishments. Mm-hmm. They've pitted, you know, children against parents and parents against children. They've convinced you to wear a mask for the last year and a half. And now they're forcing people to take a shot that a lot of people just aren't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And like they've learned, I think a valuable lesson as far as how to control a population, how to impose your will on a population. I think people are
0: coming back now because they've had time, you know, this, this, the whole summer or whatever, how many months it's been to just um, think about all the effects that these mandates have had on each city, each town, you know, just our little town, we lived in in New Mexico, like, you know, people's small businesses, just not that they just had to close, but that put them out of business because they had to, they weren't essential. Yeah, It's like oh, that whole essential thing really gets me. Well, and it's
1: so crazy. Like the lesson that they've learned, like they've done all this mandates are coming for, you know, nurses are going to be losing their job. Teachers are losing their job over their decision of whether or not to get a vaccine, which, and we should quit calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine, right? It's a therapeutic. And it doesn't even prevent you from getting the disease. Like your way of no. life doesn't change at all. If you get a vaccine or don't get a vaccine, Right. which is what's so crazy.
0: Cause you still have to wear a mask. Even if you're vaccinated, you still have to
1: do everything and you can still get COVID. It's literally your, all of this stress and turmoil and frustration and people losing it is so that you can have less severe symptoms of a disease that has almost no chance of killing you. If you're young and healthy. And again, mm-hmm. we're not trying to make our claim on what you should feel about COVID, but just think of the lessons that an anti Christ, godless government and mm-hmm. world leaders have learned through this process. I know, like it's it's shocking how far we've let them push us, mm-hmm. and how divided and how much hate has come about in this country over such this disease it's it's mind-boggling but that's what gives me the encouragement is that man it took us a long time we lost a lot it cost us a lot but we're starting to stand how much do
0: we have to lose before we're like yeah you've gone too far like they went too far from the start
1: but we knew it i do think that's gonna be the tough part though is you're gonna lose more still yeah um and that's where you're going to have to lean in as we talked about, you know, with the stress and stuff, you're going to have to lean into Christ hard cuz there's good chance you're going to lose your job. There's going to be retirements that are lost. Yeah. There's going to the be lost. um friendships that are lost. There's a lot of things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to have that courage. And even if you're pro vaccine, Like,
0: I just don't
1: get how you can be pro-vaccine and all this to the point of basically forcing somebody at the expense of, like, them losing their life. For the good of society.
0: Like, Like, that mantra, for the good of society or whatever. But so it's good in one way, but worse in another. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No,
1: it's it's been crazy, um, you know, but we can have faith and have courage. You know, I wrote down here, it takes pressure to create diamonds, right? And I think it also takes pressure to refine our faith. And if you want to read this verse right here, honey, mm-hmm. from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4.
0: Mm-hmm. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And it's all about enduring. I was thinking about how just making the connection with our faith, how we're supposed to endure till the end. Like our trials and everything are not going to end. We have to fight till our last breath for the faith. And I think making that comparison, even for our country, our freedom, we're not ever done fighting for the freedom. This is one of those moments. um, Are we going to keep fighting because God has blessed this nation and we've been lazy and have stopped fighting. We've been believing other lies and, you know, the term freedom and rights and everything have been twisted. And that's what Satan does with scripture too. Like I'm just making the connection between like fighting the, Fight of faith and fighting for even our country. And it's the same, it's like the same mindset. You can't get lazy, complacent, because that's when the enemy is going to take over. So, you know, fight for your faith, but fight for your country as well. You can't just sit back and do nothing. Like faith without works is dead. You can't just say, well, I have faith, God's going to fix it. But what are you doing? God uses people. He used, you know, the Israelites went into all these battles too. And they didn't just sit back and say, well, we'll just sit here and do nothing because God will take care of us. No, he had them go into battle. They had to put their faith um, into action. And I think that's what we need to do too.
1: Definitely. So as we're ready to end this episode, Um, I know, you know, probably half of you guys that listen to this are going to be angry and hate us for our stance on things, but we encourage you not to. Even if you disagree with us, you know, this country it should always be an us versus them mentality. Us versus the leaders that are trying to control us because we have to be united. They want to I mean like if you read the Bible the Bible, you know a one world government is the goal. Like they're coming for it and we can only push it back as yeah. long as we can together. So if you disagree with us, that's fine. I'd love to hear from you, but please, like you got to see who your friends and who your enemies are. And it's not somebody who has a differing opinion on the medical evidence of a vaccine Mm. or whatever. It's the, the people that are being controlled versus the people that are trying to do the controlling. So, um, we encourage you to have that mindset and Again, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please jump on social media. Leave us some comments on here. We would be eager to talk to you guys, but stick around. We'll have some more stories coming on Monday. And then hopefully as long as the next episode is out, we'll be back into reviewing the Mars Hill podcast on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. That's all we got for you guys today. Love you. God bless.